Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Poppy Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode 111. Today we'll be talking about wrapping up the school year. We'll also share highs and lows from our teaching week, discuss some ideas in our Know Better, Do Better segment, offer a work smarter, not harder teacher tip, And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things we are enjoying in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So let's talk about our highs and lows from our teaching week. Okay. um, What's been going well or not so well? Uh, tell us all about it, Carrie. Okay. Um, well, I have a little story. Okay. And it kind of goes with the theme of wrapping up the school year. Because, you know, this is a, the time of year where maybe sometimes things go by the wayside. What? Is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> where, like, systems kind of break down. And... No. Okay. So here's a small example why it's important to maintain those systems and that they actually still work and that in the long run it will save you. So mm-hmm. that's my that's yes. my caveat. So um, I was at my, my traveling school this week, and I will say generally there, I don't have a lot of classroom management issues there. Uh-huh. I'm very blessed in that way. The school is just one of those schools where we just don't have a lot of those issues. I make up for it at my home school, so don't think <laughs> it's like that for me all the time. But um, I had a, a, my second graders, and we were going to do stations for like the first time ever because Ooh. I don't do stations a lot there because that means dragging all my stuff with me mm-hmm. to that school. Uh-huh. But I did drag a few things with me, and I thought, let's do some stations. So went through the stations, yada, 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 put them in groups, and I just assigned them into groups. Well, I had a kid like burst into tears and he came and talked to me right away and he said I can't be in this group with so-and-so because he's really upset me and I could tell obviously this happened right before music because nothing happened in music they had barely been in the room so um you know the easy solution could have just been to put him in another group and just not deal with it yeah but I thought you know (laughs) this is a good opportunity to put some of those restorative practices into place and see what's going on and how can I help repair this relationship oh a new station well exactly no (laughs) so um you know pulled him aside asked him what had happened turned out right before music they were all in the gym and there was a big assembly and they had some activities and something happened during one of their activities where the other kid thought he cut in line and yelled at him and got upset with him Mm -hmm. and then this kid who was talking to me was upset that the other kid yelled at him right it's like okay well that's a very easy solution I think we can figure out so once the kids were started on their centers and I pulled the other kid off to the side and went through the four restorative questions what happened you know what can you take response or how does how how did you impact other people what can you take responsibility for and how are we going to fix it Mm -hmm. and went through it with the boys and uh by the time we were done they were smiling they were friends again they were able to be in the same group and everything was great and the funniest thing was you know again these are second graders i had asked you know the kid who had yelled at the other kid you know well what do you think you know, this kid needs, you know, how, how do you think you can make it right? Your piece of it. And he goes, well, I could bring him a present. I have lots of things in my house. I could bring him to make him happy. I said, you know, I don't think that's what you need. Is this what you need? And asked the other kid. And he was like, no. And I was like, try, think about what you could do right now. He's like, oh, 
I'm sorry that I yelled at you. I was like, yeah, there you go. Like, I wasn't telling him to apologize, but kind of led him to that realization of, oh, well, just own what you did and apologize for it. And that's right. all the other kid really needed. The other kid just wanted him to know that you yelling at me upset me and it was an honest mistake. And anyways, it, the point of the story is by going through those restorative questions, which didn't take very long, three, four minutes tops, they were able to rebuild their relationship and they were able to be in the same station. And I thought, okay, I did a little good today, yeah. not just for the sake of music class, but the sake of those boys for the rest of their time together right. at school. Yeah. So don't lose those those procedures and yes. those things that are put into place. They're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as easy it is this time of year just to have a quick fix, which in this case would have been, yeah, I'm going to put you in this other group and not deal with it. It's really better to go through those procedures. Yes. Um, I, at my, at my home school, we were given little laminated cards yeah. that, um, that have on one side, like the I statements, like where it's sitting stems for the student who's been harmed to say, I feel like this mm-hmm. when this happens, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then the other um, side is the responding person. Yeah. And like sitting stems for them. Yeah. So yeah, those things are really very useful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we forget that we have this training, and uh, yeah, that's a that it's effective, especially when you can, when you can get them one on one. Yeah, and yeah. this was a perfect opportunity because the other kids were doing stations, and yeah, they lost maybe a few minutes from their first station, but they had a blast the rest of the time. So. All right. So I felt good about what had happened there. Yay! Yay! Okay. All right. What about you, Tanya? All right. Well, I had a um, short week because we had a teacher in service. Not in service, but we had a teacher work day. Planning day. Planning day on Friday, which was great that we have that in our district. But another thing that we are very lucky to have in our district is that all the art, music, and PE teachers at the elementary level this year have been granted two days where they can go observe another teacher. Yeah. Um, And I have used, I used a day on Thursday and I used a day last week as well because I want to use these days because that's how we're going to show the district that, hey, we know you. we have these days and I want to work on my craft and I, I want to show that I value this. And right. I want the district to keep investing in us yeah. in this way. Um, so I used my days and I was not able to go to any elementary schools, but I was able to go to middle schools. So I went to two middle schools to observe. And I observed um, sixth grade choir, seventh grade choir, uh, seventh, eighth grade choir. And oh, I learned so much just watching. And it's it's interesting to see the differences in how middle school operates um, yeah. and all of that. And it was just fascinating. I uh, got lots of um, warm-ups, lots of ideas. It sparked a lot of my creative thinking and like, what I'm going to do next year, because next year I will have a choir again. And I've not been rehearsing choirs for quite a while now, right? Yeah. So the year before COVID happened uh, is when I became a traveling teacher. And that's when I just kind of dropped the choir because with that kind of schedule, it was just impossible to do. So um, it was great to get in there and observe middle school choir. Um, it's just wonderful to see what's going on. 
I just feel to go observe other music teachers in general is great. And again, something that we love about our district and we kind of pushed for. Um, so if you're in a situation where that's not the norm mm-hmm. where you are, definitely worth asking if you can go observe other teachers in your district or even out of your district, because we don't have teammates. We don't get that same kind of collaboration, right. obviously, that classroom teachers do. Yeah. Um, so we have to advocate for that. And I think ourselves. sometimes this happens that teachers go observe other teachers when there's like a crisis when when they've been told by their principal or whoever is observing them that oh you've got to fix something in your practice or you need to work on this area and then people go observe and that seems like way too late right 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 i mean not that things can't be fixed but um it's just so much different to go in and just go in and and have it spark your creativity and see what other people are doing and how can I apply this or um, it's it's worth doing no matter where you are in your career or practice. That's great. So now it is time for our main theme and it is that time of year to talk about wrapping up the school year yay it's happening so fast it's happening the, end of the school year which is good um so you know this is definitely a topic we've talked about in the past and yes. we'll link in the show notes to past episodes and i'm sure some of the things we'll say will be slight repeats of things we've said but before, we're also but... going to talk about since both of us have new positions yes. next year we're going to be talking about our plans for not just leaving the school year but leaving our specific students yeah and school yeah. yeah so if you're in that position of changing schools or leaving the career all together and you know what do you do to wrap up not only this school year but wrap up a significant amount of time or however much time you've had in your current position so let's start with what are we thinking about when it comes to wrapping up curricular goals everyone's well, favorite topic yes. this time of year <laughs> we we want to do that this is not a time time to um self-flag flag flag flagellate excuse me you know this is not a time to i i understand what you're trying to say i'm not going to say the other word that i thought you were saying no well whatever we can leave that in please you know send your all your complaints compliments whatever anyway don't beat yourself up yeah. over not getting to all the things. Right. Yeah, because we are still, I mean, that's good advice any old year. But then also we know that coming into this year, we were still and are still dealing with the effects of this global pandemic that we're still dealing with and kids coming back from being online and, you know, being all sorts of places. And so, yeah, I mean, in my grade level, I would say across the board, all the kids are at least a few concepts short of what I would yes. want to be at, Me too. especially melodically. Especially <laughs> melodically, yeah. yes. And you know, I was I was looking over my especially younger students, uh, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and in second grade, I think I'm hurting the most as far as where I would like them to be melodically. Yeah, they're just not there. Yeah, um, and I don't. Yeah, the. I've I've had years in the past where I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna get to dough. We're gonna dough. It, 
we're just going to do it and, and I'm going to cram it all in. And I've done that. And guess what? You it doesn't re- take. Yeah. It just doesn't take. You have to reteach it next year anyways. Yes, it it's take. better to write out at this point the concepts you have taught mm-hmm. and practice them in fun and meaningful and engaging ways mm-hmm. than try to cram in presenting or even preparing a new concept. Exactly. There's, there's no reason to do it. Right. So, um, you know, for me, what I was planning on doing was starting just a very simple, you know, Google Doc or a spreadsheet of some sort, and this will technically be for the teacher who will take my position next year. Mm-hmm. But in a normal year, it would be for myself. Right, <laughs> It'd be right. like, first grade, here's what we got done. Here's what we would be doing next normally that I would need to do at the beginning of second grade. Second grade, here's what we got done. Because I assume that the person coming into my position would love to have that information. Or yeah. maybe not. Well. You don't know. But, well, but I that's, mean, that's very kind I'm to I'm not going to go super detailed. Yeah. But just, you know, chunk it out conceptually because in our district, we do have a pacing guide that, you know, we are supposed to, expected to have taught certain things per grade level. And so if that teacher is especially coming from within our district that's taking over my job, I just want to be frank with them and say, hey, I haven't gotten to all the things we sure. normally get to. Yeah. And, you know, just so they know, because I know for me at the beginning of a, of a new job, it's always try to figure out where the kids are at, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if somebody already tells me, <laughs> then sure. that's going to save me some of that time. But but then again, maybe um, you think they're at this point. Place. Oh, totally. And at the beginning of the year, they're really not. Oh, totally. But so, I'm saying at least it takes some of the guessing work out of it. For like, sure. we have not learned rest yet, you know? Like, so right. don't go into second grade going, okay, kids, here's what. I mean, in my case, that's a bad example because we actually did learn rest. Yeah, I was going to say, I just presented no, rest. No, I did just present rest. <laughs> I was like, that's the last thing I'm going to present. Okay, mm-hmm. so law, in my case, like first okay. grade, we have yeah. not learned law. And we haven't put stems on note heads yet. So, like, mm-hmm. some of those very concrete things that I would just. If I, if I can save that person the time of going, oh, you haven't learned this yet? Okay. Like, if they already come into the position knowing that. Yeah. And they can do with that information what they want. Maybe they'll do nothing with it. So it's not going to take me more than five, ten minutes to put together this document. Sure. You know. So. No. So that's where I am with that. And both of us mentioned off mic that here in our, our district we have IEGs, Individual Educator Goals. I know mm-hmm. they're called different things in different places. Where you short show growth yeah. through data that you've collected. Um, for classroom teachers, this is a lot easier because they've got standardized tests that yeah. they take at the beginning of the year, those. and then they just use those. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that. I've been collecting my own data, Yeah. and it's kind of like scout's honor because no one's ever asked me for recordings. No. Because I do my IEG goal based on in-tune singing of So and Me in the key of G major for uh, kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very much, you know, yeah. what you're going to be. But yeah, and mine is, is treble clef pitch identification in, in fourth grade, which is a little more black and white, but still I don't, like, save all of their assessments. I mean, I guess I can save their final assessment. But, yeah, I sadly I'm yet to give them their final assessment. So that's my goal. No, and get I have done. Yeah. Mine will be done in the next, well, two weeks because I see this round of kids. It'll happen with this round of kids and then my – next round of kids the following week and then it's done so the goal is by yeah the first week of may it's done i don't don't want to be dealing with that past then the heavy lifting for that is not the um getting the data for me it's the um sorting of the data at the end that you have to then put down on this report and like yeah online and officially officially say this is where we're at because and it's always the thing that i hate about it is that 
I write mine, and most people do, that it's a percentage of a percentage yeah. of the kids that score this are going to move into this category. Right. I am not awesome with percent. So it really it's me sitting at the <laughs> computer that. going, hey, Siri, what's 20% of, of <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's just. Every year I tell myself I need to not wait so long to finish my IEG. But it makes sense like, that you would because you want this to well, be of course. a cumulative And then thing. when I'm in, when I'm planning, I think, oh, end of April, beginning of May, that's a good time to make sure I'm wrapping it up. But then the logistics of it is like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm scrambling. And I know I still have time, but I feel like I'm scrambling. Yeah. So um, just a reminder to myself, maybe if I say it out loud in a podcast, then I'll remember it next year to yeah. do my IEG just a little bit earlier, just a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, that's just something to deal with. So yes. so be realistic of what you got done. Celebrate what you got done. Exactly. And move on with right. life. And, I mean, right now, as we are recording, it is April, late April. Yeah. Um, and we teach all of May, so. I know. I feel like I'm, we I teach time. until the end. It's oh, not yeah. like, um, woo, let's have popcorn parties every day. Right. It's just, um yeah, so I am finishing up some curricular goals. Oh, totally. And this next week will probably be my final big push to, you know, round out yeah. some concepts. Yeah, totally. And because after this week, I will see everybody four or five more times. Right, yeah. After yeah. this week, we'll be in our last week with each. Yeah. With each and week. a lot of those are fragmented because there might be a day missing for this or field, day. field trip, field day. Yeah. You know, other things going on. Oh, my goodness. Trains are coming. Um, Yeah. So, exactly. Finish up curricular goals. Be realistic. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fart. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Extra other things for the end of the year to keep in mind. This is a time to do those extra fun, different things that you might have been holding back on. So, if you said, hey, I want to save this game. If I I want to save... Uh, our old Sal mm. for the end of the year or for this specific grade level. Yeah, even if you're not circling back for a specific melodic or rhythmic concept or anything else that is music literacy learning, this is a good time to do those things, especially things that work well outside. Yeah. Uh, we chase have a games. Whole, we have a whole episode about outside. Yes. And we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes of, of ideas. Of I've given whole and workshops and sessions of things yes. that are in particular awesome outside yeah yeah it's a great time to do that yeah so go look up that up what's that episode uh that episode number we'll put it in the show we'll notes. put it in the show notes there's yeah. no way i know off the top of my head but yeah going outside in general and not just to do singing games but sometimes we just go outside with if you have the wi-fi a little bit <laughs> sometimes we have to stay close to the wall but like <laughs> in the past um you know recorder i'm not doing recorder this year but um in the past when we did recorder we would go outside and practice recorder you could have them do a worksheet you might need a clipboard so it doesn't blow away um a sidewalk chalk writing rhythms and things with sidewalk chalk is always a big hit with my students this time of year so just think of ways that you can do that because I mean it's fun for them it's fun for you and it's just a different way of doing the same stuff you have been doing all year exactly um and to it's very realistic that everyone's going to be squirrely Mm -hmm. yeah students are going to be maybe a little bit more in, in need of moving in need of um 
changing the pace, having a faster paced lesson. That's totally, completely natural. And I think it's also natural for us teachers to feel a little anxious about, oh my goodness, it's almost the end of the year. Oh, like, yeah. I have so much to do, but can we just get to the end of the year? Yeah. And this is a time where I do like to do more folk dancing, mm-hmm. more creative music move, movement, uh-huh. um, more things that, again, are not tied specifically to something that is music literacy, right. but it, that is just for the joy of making music yeah I've been using my guitar a lot more lately and we've just been doing sing-along songs yeah I know some people some music teachers like to do like a campfire sing-along yeah activity. like a little unit kind of mm-hmm. thing about that yeah. and that's not to say that these songs are specifically things you might sing at a camp or at a campfire or specifically for camping they're just songs that people like to sing together yeah so you don't have to call it that at all right but it's fun to do that for the tie-in to summer especially I mean we live in Colorado where camping and Mm -hmm. campfires is a big part of a lot of what our kids do in the summer so it makes sense to tie that in at this time of year yes this is also a time where um, I'm looking at, especially as I'm kind of starting to pack up a little bit here and there, or just reorganize, I'm looking at a lot of my manipulatives and things that either I haven't used in a long time or I bought and never used at all because, let's be honest, sometimes that happens. You get a harebrained idea and you buy something and then you tuck it in a cabinet. So um, an example would be I, I just posted this on our Instagram and Facebook recently, my the Rhythm Legos, you know, where you have like, well, they're like technically those Duplo blocks, but... I have a longer one for a whole note and then, you know, shorter one for half note and they all mathematically align, right? I, I haven't used those in a really long time and I was doing whole note, half note with second grade and I was like, oh, perfect. Like, this is a great time for me because it's energizing for me to pull out something that I haven't used in a while, but also for the kids because they haven't seen this manipulative and it might be something that I've used before, but they this particular group hasn't seen. So as you're kind of cleaning up your, your stuff and mm-hmm. organizing, it's also a good time to be like oh let's use this one more time right and also this is a time where you could bring out some stations and maybe be a little looser with the theme of the stations yeah so if you um have manipulatives that you would like to use again you could have like this station is really about sorting instruments of the orchestra but this station is really about something rhythmic that they already know all of these things of course are going to be review yeah um so, yeah, I'm more likely to do stations or centers that are not very, not really specific. They're more all-encompassing of things they've learned all year, exactly. not just of that specific This is concept. also a time when I would do an escape room. And I'm still yeah. kind of weighing, still, I haven't decided for sure, but I'm still thinking I might do one, especially with those fifth graders. Yeah, they're fun to do, especially if it is that theme of, like, now you're escaping fifth grade music. <laughs> Show me what you know. It'll be the very last day, and now yeah. you will escape and never come back. Um, I'm not going to do you it. You turned me on to Blookets a while ago, Tanya, and I just want to put another shout out for Blookets because if if I've got just a little bit of time to kill, or if I've got one of those you know extra lessons with one class because I don't want them to get ahead of another class, a little fun Friday time, whatever. Blookets have been my savior. Like kids love these Blookets. It's a little. It can get a little crazy. Oh, I can. Yeah, but um, I did them for the first time with um some of my students at my traveling school this last Friday, and they're like, can we? do this every day and that's when you're like no because you always our level one Kodai teacher Joe Kirk always said always leave them wanting more which applies usually to singing games but in this case it applies to Blookets it applies uh, to anything that they love but did you know that with Blookets you can assign them asynchronously as homework as well 
Really? Yeah. So, like, I'm going to be out this upcoming week because I'm going to observe a music teacher. It's actually the school I'm going to be going to next year. I'm going to go and observe her and meet with her. And, um, yeah, so I'm creating blickets for my classes that they can do asynchronously. You can assign it as homework, and they can so, work through it at their own pace. Oh. So they're not competing against each other. I was going to say, where's the competition thing? And, you know, if you know Blookets, you know there's all these different mini games. Not all of them can be used as homework, okay. but, like, the cafe one. So oh, it's like they're okay. they're playing for themselves, for their right. own and enjoyment. If it's, and if it's a time limit type of situation, maybe. and Yeah. Okay. So I'm putting cool. together a Blooket for each grade, and, and I only have like third fourth and fifth this week that would be doing it I'm not doing it younger than that but it's kind of like end of the year look at there'll be some rhythm questions some melodic questions some instruments questions some yeah. just general knowledge questions so it really is kind of that escape room feeling but in a look at form and that's what I'm gonna leave while I'm gone oh, awesome. so I'll report back on how it goes because I've yeah. never done an asynchronous look at but that's and if so you have cool. no idea what look are go look them up they're like cahoots but better and they're not paying us. No, no, not at all. No. But if you listen, look at I'll take a upgraded subscription because with an upgraded one, did you know you can also upload audio to your questions? I, I wow, I did have a subscription for a couple months uh, there, mostly so go? I could copy. You can't make copies of Blookets unless you have a subscription. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm, so, I've but used I had other people's Blookets. Okay. Anyways, hmm. it's a great it's a great site, and I know you know you have to balance the tech with everything else, but this is very engaging tech for sure. And it's pretty easy to yeah. put it all together. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've been talking about wrapping it up with activities in the music room, but we also are also uh, keeping an eye and an ear towards next year. Yeah, and planning for next year. It is not. I know, but it's not too soon to start maybe getting concerts on the calendar, field trips, if at all possible. I really, I love getting all of these things, not maybe completely solidified on a date, but it's kind of just nice to put it out there to your principal or even to like the fifth grade team or whichever uh, team and, and say, okay, I think we want to do a concert with fourth graders in this month. What does everybody think? Yeah. Like, it just feels really good to get that done um, before the end of the school year. Oh, yeah. Because then it's on there and you're not competing competing with all the things. Yeah, yeah. And even Tanya and I going to new schools next year, of course, we're in situations where we we know the people there and we kind of – have already, in a way, started thinking about that transition. So we're able to put our concerts on the calendar for next year at our new schools. We know that that might not be possible, depending on your situation. But if you are changing schools, it's definitely worth asking the principal at your new school, like, hey, are you interested in me planning concerts for next year? Just as a service to them, because, Mm -hmm. again, then they know what's on the calendar and it's done. Exactly. It's also a good time to think about extracurriculars, choir, or, you know, ukulele clubs, or any of those kind of things, like what time of year would you want to do those, what day of week would you want those rehearsals to be on, Um, kind of have a start date in mind, and then again, those concerts as well, start putting together, you know, your permission slips and your documents, because the beginning of the year we know is so busy, so anything Mm -hmm. we can do now to front load that is great. Totally. Yes. And then I know that I always spend some time, you know, not as much as I always want to, but let's also be realistic that we also need our downtime in the summer. But 
leaving the school year and then into the summer, I always want to do some just kind of general unit planning as far as like, as being Kodai inspired teachers, we deal with concept plans. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking at my concept plans and going, okay, what do I want to update here? What song literature do I want to take out either? You know, there's the issue of obviously harmful things, but then there's also just, I'm sick of this and Mm -hmm. I need something new. So I'm going to look for a new, you know, Tikka Tikka song to put in that concept plan. And then also like, how do I want to plan out my year as far as hitting those, you know, concepts throughout the year? When do I want to make sure that those things are happening? Knowing that it's a living document and it's always changing and ebbing and flowing with the kids that you have. Right. And again, if you're going to a new school situation, you definitely can't do too much of that because you got to know your kids. Yes. But if you're going back to the same school and you know where your kids are at, there's no reason why you can't start that. That's kind of the one nice thing about being our own vertical team is we don't have to have these long meetings with anybody. It's like, oh, I tell myself this is where we got to in first grade. So next year I know in second grade. And you mentioned concept plans. And I think that's the most proactive thing that I can do going into a school where I'm not positive where everybody's at. So I might not be able to sit down and do a year plan, say, of fourth grade that at the beginning of the year will be doing this specific thing. But I can make sure my concept plans are ready to go and that I've pulled things out and that I've put in maybe I have some new activities, new song, literature, that I've put those things in. And if my concept plans are really fleshed out, then the year planning is very easy. The oh, year yeah. planning is is much more um, skeletal because it just will have a list. It looks more like a year at a glance. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you can even take concepts across grade levels. You might think, oh, I'm going to be teaching, you know, Cinco Pa or Tita Ti in fourth grade, but then you get there and find out, oh, that actually needs to get bumped to fifth grade and it doesn't matter because the concept plan is its own you know mm-hmm. unit that can go wherever it needs to go and that's so. a beautiful thing yeah yeah so uh, we also wanted to talk about leaving a school for another opportunity whether it be a new teaching position or maybe just leaving the school altogether and we're ta- I'm kind of, we're kind of putting the cart before the horse because I haven't done that yet Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you did a very long time ago. I did it a very long time ago. I've done it more recently because I changed districts in uh, six, well, it's been six years, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, as far as, like, packing up the room, my advice for you, Tanya, Mm -hmm. and me, or anyone who's listening, is start now. Start early and start now. And I I know you are. But, um, yeah, especially if you've been at a school for a while. I mean, I was at my position for 15 years when I left, and the amount of stuff that I had tucked away in cabinets and things. So just give yourself those little daily goals. Today I'm going to tackle this drawer of this filing cabinet and what, you know, give yourself master copies and then you know, recycle the rest. Like, don't take multiple copies of worksheets oh, to your next gee, job. And Just I have trouble one. with that. I know. I'm like, and, oh, look at it'll all of save. These. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I'm going to say, oh, I have 20 copies of this worksheet left. I'll save it for next year. But you don't want to travel with that. You don't want to take that. Mm-hmm. So recycling is your best friend. Don't feel guilty. Just recycle. Keep those master copies of those hard copy things. And then as far as, like, manipulatives and materials it's you know kind of think of it the same way you think of your closet like if I haven't used it in the past five years let's say do I really need to keep it you know and I know that's hard when you spend time making manipulatives or you purchase something but really be critical with yourself and because I would say right now the packing that I have to do to go to my next job is is going to be so much easier because I edited out so much right and I need to do that as well and I just packed up my keyboard lab and I did not put away my huge folding tables. 
Um, I have four of them out, but I only need three. So um, I actually have another day coming up that is a assessment day at uh, my homeschool where I won't have students, but I'm expected to be there. And I left those tables out because the next time I'm in there, I'm going to start going through some things. And I've got a table for giveaway, a table for throwaway, and a table for um, keep, or this is mine and it's coming with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Just to, to really go through that process and do it early and in small chunks. And again, Tanya and I are very fortunate because I'm going to a school where the teacher's retiring and we have a great relationship, she and I. And she, I just saw her today and she said, well, do you want to start bringing stuff over? And so I don't have to store my personal belongings in my house or in my garage all summer. I can start taking them load by load. Yes. And she's going to let me start storing stuff in there as she clears stuff out. And I've been doing the same thing. And you're thing. doing the same because yep. it's your traveling school and the mm-hmm. teacher and you there have a great relationship yep. and he's making room. And so I guess my point is ask if you're going to a new school. It might feel a little awkward, but it's worth asking because why move something twice if you don't have to? Exactly. So if you're able to move stuff in now, you know, that's great. Totally. So those are some of those logistical things, but I also want to make sure we talk about like the emotional things too of leaving right. school. Right. Well, and I wanted to touch really briefly on um, telling kids because we, you and I, hadn't talked about this for yeah. our last episode when we talked, we discussed getting a new job. So we did speak um, about like once you get that job, how you proceed, and you know, an email to your staff. I've loved being here and now I have this opportunity and all of those things. But something that I just very recently encountered that you have yet to do Not, yes. is that I sat down with every class and told them, yeah. I'm not going to be your music teacher next year. Yeah. And at this point it was, I don't know who's going to be your music teacher because they have a lot of questions. Right. And I really think that telling the students – it's the right thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Unless there's some, I, I can't even think of an example uh, where you wouldn't want to tell the students. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're not leaving on the best pretense, if, if something is, then you, you don't have to dis- disclose things to students that's, that they shouldn't know about. Yeah. But I think it's very appropriate to just sit down and say, hey, kids, I've loved being your music teacher, and I'm not going to be here next year, and I want you to know why. Mm. I mean, for me, I said, yeah. listen, I, I, um, the, the reason that I'm not going to be here is because I want to be at one school, and I've been at more than one school for the past three years, and I love you guys. Uh, I really want to be at one school again. And then, of course, you get this, I got a sweet little uh, student who was like, well, why can't it be this school that you're at for oh, your well, one right. school? And I'm like, like, well, that's well, what I wanted, but I didn't Because I'm it. not rich. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> because I need a full-time job, and that yeah. doesn't exist here. Right. That we don't have enough students in this school to have a few full-time music person or art person or PE person, and I'm going to really miss you. Um, but I will be very close by, and uh, my own kids happen to go to the middle school and the high school that's nearby, and 
might, I might see you at concerts and yeah. that kind of thing. But I just wanted to let you know that it's it's not you, kids. It's, it's not me. you. It's me. Well, and if you're not in a situation, like you said, that you either want to divulge why or the reason why is maybe it's not your choice that mm-hmm. you're leaving maybe your school. Maybe it's not. Yeah. So it could just be as simple as, you know, a new, well, I have a new opportunity somewhere else. Right. But you guys are going to be in good hands no matter who your music teacher is. You know, exactly. just reassure yes. them that music will still be music and yes. that they will still and then get let to them, sing let and them play ask questions because they yeah. will. Because it was interesting interesting the questions that I wouldn't have guessed they asked well is cuckoo going that's a puppet they want you know, your they, puppets. they like the puppets are going too yes yeah the puppet personalities they can't stay but here but that's so amazing when you realize like what a connection they have I know through to music through those things it just and some of the really of the little value. ones they said are you going to take all the instruments oh I know well yeah that's the funny thing a lot of times the kids think that the instruments belong yeah. to us I'm like no those things don't well it's funny because I, I do point around the room I'm like well that conga does belong to me that one and that guitar that that's actually mine too but you know what I'm Everything not taking these xylophones yeah, they don't belong to yeah. me yeah Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm in a position where I haven't told my students. My principal has asked that any of us who are leaving wait until, and he gave us a date in May. I might actually ask him if I could do so a little sooner because I'm not like a well, classroom teacher. Since you teach the whole school, it's very challenging. It and makes it hard. Like once I was it's hoping out in the to community, tell, how exactly. Do, yeah. I was hoping to tell like my sections, you know, like a Friday of one section and then the Monday mm-hmm. for the next section. So it's as back-to-back as possible. Um, the problem is I think some kids already know because staff members know, and I have mm-hmm. staff members whose own children or grandchildren work in the school. Well, so um, I think it's already kind of circulating, but none of the kids have specifically asked me yet, but I've heard some some little things here and there. Aww. So, you know, if it if it blatantly comes up, I'm, I'm not going to lie, and then I'll just tell my principal, well, they already know, and there's nothing yeah, I can do I mean, about it. Yeah, I mean, you have it. to be realistic. Um, but, you know, I want to tell them with at least one full week left of, of music. Right. So I'm not just telling them on their, our last day together, oh, right. by the way, kids, I'm leaving. Yeah. Because that will give us kind of that last week to have that they emotional They need emotional closure. closure. And exactly. me too. And, you know, I'm a crier. I always cried everything. So I anticipate there will be some tears yes. on both ends. And that's normal, you know. Right. But that's the closure that really should happen. Yeah. It would be crummy if they came back in August and went, what? Yeah. And Where's I Mrs. Mean, Nicholas? I will say, unfortunately, that happened at my school with our PE teacher because of COVID. She made the decision when we were quarantined, when we were doing online learning in spring of 2020, she made the decision not to return because of health concerns and then retired. Yeah. So she never had that closure with the students. And I still feel badly we never had that moment of, you know, as a staff retirement, but also that she didn't get a chance well, to Well, COVID gave us a lot of non-closure Exactly. Yeah. But that definitely opened my eyes to the importance of closure, that yeah. if you can have it, you, you need to you, as, as much as you are able to. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else about leaving and moving on? Just I guess we should report after we do it. I know. Yeah, we're still in the process. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But, you know, it's it's always a, a double-edged sword. I'm sad to be going, but I'm excited about the new opportunity that's coming. And, you know, we can't dwell too much on the sad stuff. we got to look forward to the good stuff, too. Yeah, and we want to have a great time, a very musical, wonderful time until the end of the year. Heck, yeah. Yeah. And now it's time for our No Better, Do Better segment. Uh, Carrie, what you got? 
I have a podcast recommendation that I want to put out there. So um, this is on Missy Strong's Music Ed Amplified podcast. There is a two-parter of this podcast titled What You Think, Sis? Three Black Women's Perspectives on the Current State of Music Education. Um, I have listened to part one. I'm yet to listen to part two, but I'm really excited to do so based on the conversation I heard in part one. And what I love about this podcast is that this is not an interview that uh, Missy gives. This is um, her completely turning over the mic to these wonderful music educators. So Carla Bell is known as the Graceful Educator. Uh, Maria A. Ellis is known as the Girl Conductor. And Jasmine Fripp is known as the Passionate Black Educator. So those are their handles. And you should be following them on Instagram. Yeah, and we will link to all of their stuff because they're amazing music educators already. But having them all in this same... Uh, room, so to speak, having a conversation and just being able to listen to their conversation was really great. They talk about a wide variety of topics. I mean, most most of all that really hit home and why we are continuing to have this No Better Do Better segment is that, you know, so many of us were were very inspired and very fired up and ready to make change after the events of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know the reality is, is that work still being done, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not that that work will ever be done, but is that work still is being Is it still at the top about? of our mind? Is yeah. it still something we're concerned about? Of course it should exactly. be. Exactly. It should be. Um, but we also know the reality of other things happen in the news and then all of a sudden our focus shifts on other things. But, you know, just listening to them talk about, again, just just being able to listen as, as a white music educator, being able to listen to these wonderful, intelligent, well-spoken black music educators who can give me their perspective of what they're seeing and hearing and gleaning from that is just an amazing Right, and you know what? That is really the one of the easiest things we can do oh, is yeah. just listen to black voices and one of the first things you can easily do is start following more black educators. Yep. Um, not just music educators, uh, but follow them on your social media platforms. That's easy thing to just, and, and not, not to go and talk. Not to go and, and comment, give comment, but just, just listen. to listen. Yeah. yeah. So in that vein, I'm not going to say any more other than we will <laughs> link to all of their individual yeah. profiles as well as this um, this particular episode and go and listen. It's yep. a great conversation. So now we're going to work smarter, not harder. Oh, man. I just... <laughs> Oh, it's always a goal. I always want to say it and I always say it backwards, which is very Freudian. Right. I know. I know. Okay. So little tips to make our teaching life maybe a little easier. Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, I just put away my keyboard lab. I'm very lucky that I have nearly a class set of full-size keyboards. Now it's kind of a pain to set them up and take them down. It takes some time, but uh, one of the things that I have done, and I had to update just very today as I was putting things away, is that I color code with stickers. So since I've been collecting these keyboards over 24 years, I don't always get the same exact model of keyboard because sometimes it's not available or sometimes there's something cheaper. And let's be honest, that's where I'm going to go. So like I've got Yamahas, I've got Casios, and... The adapters, they don't intermingle. No. Because they make Casio and not. Yamaha. They make <laughs> sure of that. Now, so one thing that I did that I think was very helpful is that I put, I, I got some of those round colored stickers. Yeah. 
so they come, yeah, like garage sale. They come yeah. in yellow, blue, red, yeah. and I got a pack that has all yellow, blue, red, and green. Yeah. And I just put, okay, all my Yamaha adapters are going to have a yellow round sticker. And all my Yamaha keyboards are going to have a yellow sticker. And all my Casios are going to have a blue. Um, and I pack them together in the box. But just in case they get separated, and I'm speaking from experience, because when I set up my keyboard lab earlier, uh, like a few weeks ago, uh, I didn't have my adapters in the boxes with the keyboards, yeah. and it took me like a good extra 20 minutes going, oh, you're not a Yamaha, and yeah. you're not a Casio. Uh, so that kind of thing is a time saver, and it was not, I, I honestly was going to do my label maker initially, and then yeah. I was like, what? No. No. Dots are fine. I'm just going to do these dots. Can, um, I, can I take it a notch further? Please, take it a notch further. <laughs> well, and, and this is because when I had a bunch of keyboards, I had even more than just three brands. I had, like, it was insane hodgepodge of things. Mm-hmm. So I numbered them. I numbered oh, yeah. the and keyboard. No, and I and have I them numbered the adapter. Two. Yes. And so having specific numbers helps. Also, you know, the way that you fit each one of the, you know, plugs onto the power strip you know, there are, you, this power strip might fit three plugs, but this power strip might fit four because of the way it's configured. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? I do. I don't have that issue because all of mine are pretty much the same. Okay. I had that issue to the point where then I like numbered like, okay, this power strip is going to have keyboards one through four. And mm-hmm. this, I numbered the power strip too. So I remembered next year when I set them up so I didn't have to play the puzzle jingle oh, game. Oh no, that's great. Of, like yeah. how many adapters will fit on this power strip. I don't remember. Let me try it like no and then take a picture of it yes. and print out a picture yes. of how your power strip looks with the adapters i know it sounds crazy but no but you'll thank yeah, yourself if later. you have a million different models of keyboards like i had yeah so yeah, yeah color coding is great but and it's not just for well keyboards too. it's for oh, I've, yeah. I've also talked in i think in the past um about putting um washi tape on mallets and putting yeah. like one little washi tape on an ORF instrument that it would go with. Yes, right? that's so good. So I don't want my extra hard mallets to go on the xylophones, yeah. for example. So I just make sure all my xylophone mallets and all my xylophones have that same design of washi tape. And the beauty of that then is that the kids then take ownership of put, getting the mallets out and putting them away. Exactly. And you don't have to do all that work. Exactly. Awesome. And it's time for our CODA section where we recommend something we've been loving, enjoying in the classroom, outside of the classroom. Okay, so yeah, mine's outside the classroom, but I think it also helps us in our music education knowledge for inside the classroom. So um, Summer of Soul is a fantastic documentary at one best documentary. It did. You know, there was this whole situation. We didn't really see. Poor Questlove. I know. Poor well, Questlove. We're not going to talk about if that. If this was, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. But um, <laughs> aside from the Oscars controversy that sadly came along with it, the actual movie Summer of Soul is really fantastic. It's on Hulu, so if you have access to that or if you can rent it in any way. Um, directed by Questlove. So if you don't know what it is, it's a documentary that talks about the Harlem Cultural Festival, which um, occurred over six weeks. Um, during the summer of 69. So yeah. we're talking like Woodstock time and that's yep. 
kind of the whole amazing thing of like this parallel between this festival versus Woodstock and why everyone talks about Woodstock and we all saw the footage of Woodstock, but yet this footage has not been seen mostly until now. And yeah. it's amazing. And I mean, the musical performances are amazing. The stories behind it are amazing. You know, they interview a lot of the artists, you know, a lot of it was the artists watching the footage themselves for the first time. Really? Yeah, it was amazing because this footage has not been available. It's just, it's like, where, ha- I mean, so many questions that we all know answers to, but, um, or that lead to more questions. But the point is, it's a really fantastic movie. I learned so much about these artists and about more artists and watched it with my husband, who's a musician. And, you know, he was just like, you know, enthralled, and we just, it's just a really great movie. I can't say more about it than that. Just watch it. It's great. Oh, wow. Will yeah. You take the high road, uh, yeah. I'll take a low road. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Summer of Soul. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, like, I mean, mine's not quite as, yeah, you're, go high okay. with that. Yeah, That's it's a, a great very recommendation. inspiring one. I mean, let's be honest, I talked about home at it. Mine last time, is. So. Here I am on the couch. I'm exhausted, and I'm watching this. Now, actually... I've been doing that, too. <laughs> I've been really looking forward to... Okay. So there's a um, a series, um, not a comedy, not a dramedy, I don't know, called Russian Doll, and I recommended Russian Doll way back when... That's The right. first season, and I've seen the first season, like, two and a half times. Because I didn't make it through the first season. I, I love it. It was written for me. I'll give it another chance. I love Russian Doll. Anyway, so the second season, the second season just dropped, Five. and I'm trying to pace myself. Okay. Because I don't want to just, you know, I don't want to down it in one gulp. I know, because then you you miss half of it. Yes. At least I do. So I do I've that. I've watched the first three episodes. There's three more episodes. Um, I like it. I don't like it as much as the first season, but then again, maybe I don't know that yet because I like rewatching things because you always catch on to other things. This is true. Um, but I just, I really dig. It's a kind of, it's dystopian. It's it's uh, time travel-y, but not in a sci-fi, what is the world coming to sort of way, more in a personal introspection kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it another chance. Yeah, so you got to watch the first season. Well, of course, yeah. Which is not as much time travel-y as it is like a dystopian Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at musicteachercoffeetalkpodcast.com. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And we always appreciate folks buying us a coffee, so look for that link on our show notes and on our Facebook page. Until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie, wishing you happy musicking. This one's no, this one's really fun. Okay, um, it's just one of those quirky things. Can uh, can you sing row 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 your boat <laughs> and leave out a row? It sounds like this: row row row, you're gently down. Wait, row when row row, row your boat? boat. Row row, you're leaving out a row.
so it's not row, row, row your boat. It's row, row your boat. Row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. No, I can't do that. You could. <laughs> I don't get it. You just leave out a row. Row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. <laughs> <laughs>